This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sabres get a big win in Boston tonight by a 3-1 margin as we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Yeah, the Sabres big-time underdogs tonight coming in on a four-game losing streak, playing some of the worst hockey of their season. We find out before the game, Rasmus Dahlin not taking warm-ups. He's not going to go, so the Sabres now without their best player. And you've already got Alex Tuck sidelined. You've already got your best goaltender for this season, Uka Pekka-Lukanen, sidelined. And you go to play the team that's got the best record in the East and the best home record in the NHL. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the Sabres come out with 19 shots in the first and are the better team over the course of the second and the third and score three goals on Linus Allmark and win it 3-1. to one. The only goal that goes in on Devin Levi is a bad bounce. Marshand from the wall kind of throws it toward the middle and it hits Eric Johnson and I guess the thigh area and goes in. And that's the only one that goes in. Devin Levi played great. The Sabres end up getting a 3-1 much-needed win tonight. Instantly, I had thoughts of last year. The Sabres season was kind of in a ho-hum mode. And if you remember last year on New Year's Eve, they got a huge win in Boston. Unexpected. Played great. And that seemed to jumpstart this season or last season to get them back into what was a playoff race. Will this season play out the same way? They definitely needed something to kind of get their season Uh, get the wake-up call, get them to refocus on realizing that they have talent. They, when they play their game, you know, Paul Hamilton always says, when they play the game, Don Granato wants them to play. They can play with anybody. They now have wins this year over Colorado, the Rangers, and the Bruins. Probably three of the top five teams in the NHL, all in dominating fashion. So they're not afraid of playing the best in the league. It's all those other games in between where you shake your head and just say, well, why can't you just do this more often? Look, we know they're not robots. We know over 82 games in an NHL season, there's going to be ups and downs for sure. But for it to be blatantly that bad at times when it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, I could understand why fans and the team and the players and the coaches are all frustrated about it. But tonight is a night to be happy for them, obviously, as they pick up a 3-1 victory. We will be heading to TD Garden momentarily. Paul Hamilton is on his way. Uh, to the dressing room to get player reaction on this 3-1 win. And uh, I want to open up with a couple of stats here. Darlene's absence obviously means the rest of the defense is going to have to step up and the Power-Samuelson pair tonight. Power plays 28 and a half minutes, an assist, five shots, two block shots. Samuelson plays 26 minutes, five hits, nine block shots. Those two tonight really coming through big. All right, let's go to the room live in Boston. Here's Victor Olofsson with Paul Hamilton. Well, Victor, a 60-minute game for you guys. It has to feel good uh, to to be able to do what you guys did from start to finish. Yeah, definitely. Uh, We've been talking a lot about details, and uh, I think we came out really, really good in the first and uh, never really uh, let them off the hook. They're they're a good team. They're going to create some chances, but I think we played a a solid 60-minute game. Watching your game tonight, you were good away from the puck. Also, I thought. Did you feel you? Did you like your overall game, even though you scored that goal? Uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. I feel like I made a couple couple easy mistakes there uh, in the third just before the goal, but um, that's uh, things uh, I definitely can can clean up, and uh, it was nice to, to get that uh, goal for sure. Take me through that goal if you would. Uh, I mean, they, they had a really good chance. They kind of created a little bit of chaos in front of our net, and uh, they had like, four guys up there uh, really high, and uh, I was kind of fresh coming in uh, on the ice there, and um, just got... Got a break and got was first on that puck and then it was a two on one from from our own end and uh, just shot it uh, short far side so it was nice. You mentioned the strong start. What do you think made the difference to this game compared to the past few games? Um, I feel like we've just been been everyone really took to heart to play it simple right from the get go. We didn't uh, try to do anything fancy. Um, we we made a game hard on, on Boston tonight and um, we kept that going for six minutes. Thank you, Victor. Victor Olison on the post game, and like to chat. Owen, do you have a second? Owen Power uh, over here, and Owen, uh, you and uh, Matias Samuelson played a lot of hockey tonight, and you both seem to really be on your game and into your game. Uh, when you find out Rasmus isn't going to be there, you obviously know you're going to be on the ice for a while. T- take me through your game and, and how happy you were with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, obviously when when Dawes is out, there's there's a lot of minutes to be filled, so. Um, yeah, just kind of step in and um, just really play your game and, um, you know, be smart with the puck, be good with your gaps. And um, I think we did, we did that well as a core today and um, obviously had a, had a solid game back there. How were you with Samuelson? Because you guys really seem to, to go, go well together, you know, and play well together. And you seem like almost every shift in this game, you guys were right in sync together. How did it feel to be with him out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I had a lot of fun. I mean, he's, he's easy to play with. Um, obviously, he's um, one of the best guys defensively, I think, in the league, but he's also really, really smart with the puck. So, um, for me, I think we did a good job kind of just reading off each other, and um, he made it re- real easy for me to kind of step in and play with him and have no problem. Why were you able to play the game that you were as a team? You guys played a full 60 minutes. Why were you able to do that, and what went well for you as a team? Um yeah, I think I think when we're on, we're we're pressuring pucks and we're uh, making the other teams make mistakes. So I think we did a good job of that today. And then obviously, um, I think managing the puck um, today, we did a lot better than we than we have in the past. I mean, um, this last little stretch, I think we've had um, a few too many turnovers that have kind of cost us. But um, I thought tonight we, we were real smart in that area and kind of um, put pucks in, in good spots to to go and get it back. Even though you didn't get a break in the first period, the goal was disallowed. You guys still kept going, the way, and, and it didn't, you guys didn't let it bother you, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, how big was that to have a period like that, even though the break didn't go your way? Um, yeah, it was huge. I mean, I think especially you look back, and um, we've been trailing a lot, of, a lot of games and a lot of slow starts, so to be able to come out and um, kind of dominate that period like we did was, um, I think, huge for us. And, um, obviously a big part of uh, us, us getting the win, even though we didn't score. Thank you all. Owen Power and Tage Thompson over here, so I will stick a microphone there. Um, just how competed them. Um, that's, what, that's what we need. Obviously we know we have the skill in the room, and you can't win on skill alone. So um, I think when we, we do the work first and compete, the skill obviously comes out, and you see that. and um, That's when we get our chances, and that's where the offense comes. So. Um, I thought it was a great effort by everyone tonight. Uh, Levi made some huge saves to keep us in the game, and obviously everyone battling and competing for each other, blocking shots, finishing hits. I thought all around it was just um, made it a lot harder uh, on the other team. Uh, obviously, we've talked about being too easy to play against, and that right there, they didn't get anything for free. They, they had to earn every inch out there, and that's that's going to have to um, continue moving forward. You, you go ahead. Oh. Tage, you guys had a break not go your way. The, the goal was disallowed, but it didn't bother you guys. I mean, you got right back on your game. Uh, maybe in, in some other nights that would have bothered you guys. Was that big just to keep going? All right, it didn't go our way. Let's go get something else. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you look at our season up to the I think we have a lot of games let, you know, one goal um, against turn into two, into three, into four. Um, and I think that's... You just have to have a response after a goal, whether it's for or against. And um, obviously it's a missed call and, um, you know, pulled back. And it would be easy to kind of, you know, say what was me and kind of pack it in. But, um, you know, I think we, we handled that great. And we were out playing them and um, had the momentum. So I think it was pretty easy for us to just keep the foot on the gas. What was the key for you guys to play close? I mean, as close to a full 60 as you probably could have asked for in a, in a building like this against a team like that? 
I think just focusing, uh, sh just shift at a time. Just step over the boards and try to win your shift. Try to win the battle across the guy, uh, beat the guy across from you. No, don't worry about the, the end result. I think we did that tonight. Every time someone stepped over the boards, it was, I'm going to win this battle. I'm going to finish a hit. Um, I'm going to get the puck in. I'm going to get the puck out. And then from there, the offense comes and you get time and space. And then that's where the creativity and the plays happen. So um, I think that was kind of the mindset is just one shift at a time. And um, regardless of what happens in, in the game, whether it's penalties, missed calls, goals against, just keep that same mindset. Did Connor, did you know if he saw you or did you give him a yell that you were open? No, I think he saw me the whole way coming down. He had great pinch coming down the boards, keep the puck in. And, um, you know, I was kind of scissoring with him coming up the up the wall, and I think we kind of locked eyes and just probably waiting for me to open up and uh, made a great pass. What was your mindset as a group after the first period where Alinas makes save after save and you're not able to capitalize? Well, I think we knew we were all over him. Um, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, not worrying about the result. We knew um, if we played the, the right way. Um, things would work out in our favor, um, and even if they don't, then at least that's that's the right way to play, right? Like if we lose a game and that's the way we play, I think everyone in here can look ourselves in the mirror and say that that's the effort we need. And um, I think obviously we knew it was gonna gonna happen for us. Despite you know the first periods recently, you know some of the struggles. How have you guys maintained the confidence that you guys are the team that you were last season? Like that you can get back to that and beat teams like this. You know, not just once every couple of weeks, but on a more consistent basis. Yeah, I think we we know we, that the confidence in our room is is high, regardless of how we're playing right now. Or previously, um, every team goes through adversity, and it's how you handle that adversity. And I think in, in here we got a lot of good character and a lot of guys that want to get better each day. And there's um, like I said, a lot of love for each other, and tonight was a perfect example of that, that compete for one another. Um, I think Sammy had nine blocks. Um, I mean, that just shows you, you, you don't do that selfishly, stand, stand in front of a slap shot. That's not for, for personal gain, that's, that's for the team. So um, we had that from everyone tonight, and that's what it takes. Thank you, Tate. Tate Thompson, the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. <clears throat> Thank you very much for those interviews. Our blue and gold locker room reports brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 3-1, Buffalo victorious. Stick right here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. And we'll be heading back to Boston momentarily to hear from Don Granado with Paul. And then we'll get a couple of thoughts from Paul. Highlights, stats and scores, standings updates still to come. Uh, and your phone calls are welcome to 803-0550. We also may hear from Devon Levi, too. So stick right there here. Uh, you know, I know we got to it right before we got to Paul, but worth mentioning again, what Power and Samuelson did tonight in Darlene's absence, worthy of some praise. Power plays 28 and a half minutes. Samuelson plays 26 minutes. So, you know, Power knew it. He said it. He's like, look, you know, Dahls is out. Here we go. We're going to have to play a lot tonight. They both did quite a bit. You know, Power's stat line, an assist, five shots, two block shots. Samuelson, five hits, nine block shots. I mean, that's what those two are capable of. And, you know, Paul said it after the first. He goes, these two together seemingly bring the best out of each other. And I would agree. And I think for power, too, you know, getting involved in the offense, his offensive skill, uh, when he knows he's with Samuelson and Samuelson's going to have his back defensively, which is what Samuelson does well, uh, I think it's a good pair. So, you know, I understand the lure of maybe putting Samuelson with Darlene um, or at times maybe splitting them up here. I think the power-Samuelson combo is right. No matter who's with Darlene, that is going to be a good pair because Darlene's out there. So you, know, you have options with Darlene. I think Darlene's shown he can play with anybody. So you maybe have your flexibility there that, you know, if you want it to be Yoki Haru one, one night, you want it to be Ryan Johnson one night, you can do that. You want it to be Eric Johnson even. And, you know, you can rotate through. Um, Maybe, you know, you, you have Eric Johnson out there for some shifts and maybe Ryan for others or vice versa. Obviously, they're not going to play the minutes that maybe Darlene does. But I think keeping Power and Samuelson together on, I guess, you know, if you're going to label it, your second pair, that's a really strong second pair. And I think uh, they played great tonight. In the absence of Darlene, I mean, let's face it, uh, I'll be honest, at about 6.15 when I knew Darlene wasn't going to play, I'm sitting here saying, all right, this could be a disaster. The Sabres have had some real, real rough times in Boston. All right, back to the room. Here's Devin Levi live with Paul. Devin, for a number of different reasons, coming back from the American Hockey League, getting a win, you know, for the hockey team and being doing it in this building. It has to be a lot of different reasons why you're very pleased with tonight. Yeah, yeah, for a lot of different reasons. You know it's special, and, 
you know, during the game, not thinking about that, just thinking about having fun stopping the puck. Um, but yeah, looking back at after the game, afterwards, looking back, connecting the dots, it feels good. But you know, it's just one game. Um, one game doesn't define an individual or a career. So um, you know, it, it was fun, and we're all taking it in, enjoy it for 15 minutes, and then we're moving on to Montreal. Is it special to win in this building, though? Yeah, very special. You know, I just look up when I when I was out there, just look at the banner that we put up there last year, and um, you know, it was so special that day, winning the bean pot in this rink. So um, it felt like home, and it was it was great to come back here tonight. What was it just like the way that the group defended around you, the shot blocks, and just everything they did to kind of make the job a little easier for you? It was you? awesome. They were, they, were, they were fighting for me. Um, you could tell, and I was trying to fight for them too. Um, you know, at the end, I think everyone was gassed. We were, we were out there for like three minutes without a whistle, and guys are still selling out, blocking shots, making making some huge plays. So, um, you know, it was an unbelievable team effort from, uh, from everyone. And, um, yeah, I think uh, everyone's just been pissed off about the way the last few games went. And, um, you know, it's time to turn around. So I think everyone was hungry today. But does this kind of show everybody here that, hey, when you put in the 60-minute effort, you're going to get results? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think we played well all game. Uh, we, put, we put together a full 60, like you said, and, um, you know, it, it, you, you could tell it shows. They're a really good hockey team at the other side, and we, we limited them to one goal. We scored three on a really good goalie. So um, I, think, uh, I think that, you know, that's the recipe, and we just got to gotta commit to it. Since you put that banner up, a short time. Not that long. If it, it honestly it feels like it was yesterday. Um, it, you know, I have a lot of videos in my phone that I see pop up once in a while. Some some buddies texting me about some memories and just thinking about it. It was a special day. So, um, you know, I feel like I feel like I keep it close to my heart. So it feels like it, it was yesterday, um, and it was just an unbelievable time in my life. French here. How how big was your crowd? How many tickets did you have to get? Uh, here, I mean, so the building was sold out. Um, I probably got like 30 tickets uh, for people coming in. So um, I had some of my northeastern friends here today. So I, it was special having them in the crowd too. So um, yeah, I love playing here. Just coming back, your experience in the AHL. You played two games. You did well. But just to come back and be able to get right into the net has to be big for you too. Yeah, you know, keep my flow. Like it's it just been huge to be able to play. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like I've been a little bit um, more consistent, seeing the ice more consistently. So it definitely helps with like rhythm and flow. Um, and uh, you know, I think I, I learned some very valuable lessons um, when I was in Rochester. Even though it was short, I still took a lot out of it. Um, I think it was really good for me, and um, you know, I'll, I'll remember that experience for 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 a long time. So um, just uh, I'm honestly grateful that I, I got to meet the guys there, play two games with them, and you know, develop with them for. For, for a weekend, and then I'm um, obviously grateful to be back for this game. In Rochester? I mean, you know, I just cleaned up my game a little bit. I felt like, like the chaos in, in the AHL really forced me to kind of, um, you know, get over top of pucks and start, start really tracking. Um, and I think that just working on those two fundamentals are big for my game. Um, and I think, uh, I think that helped me coming into here. Um, and it's a different type of game, so there's a, little, there's a few adjustments. First period was a little bit, uh, not shaky, but a little bit, timing was a little bit off, and then once the second came, I felt comfortable. The AHL doesn't always work for everyone, though, for every goalie. Uh, yeah. You can either take it one of two ways. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. There's, it's definitely a challenge, and I think like embracing that challenge and you know adding that kind of tool to your toolbox in your game um, helps because you know there's chaos out here. It's not always going to be pretty. Um, I think that it's not always it's not a lot of the times going to be pretty in the AHL and I think that that translation um you know of all that of all the traffic really kind of like rounds your game up a little bit you gotta be sharp if you want to see the puck so yeah thanks Devin Devin Levi in the post game Brian back to you all right Paul thank you very much of course Devin Levi back in Boston where he played at Northeastern as you heard their references to winning the bean pot that big annual tournament amongst the colleges in the Boston area that have such good hockey programs and, uh, yes, he and his Northeastern team raised their banner for winning there this past year. Sabres win it 3-1. to one. Brian Colsey with you here on your Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. We'll be heading right back to Boston for Don Granado there. We've got a lot of locker room reaction. Still the Sabres head coach to come. Still Paul Hamilton's take here as we roll on. Let's get you some final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Shots in the third were 13-8. to eight. Boston Sabres Overall, though, up 36 to 29 in the shot category. Power plays. How about this for the Sabres? They were very disciplined tonight. Only a minute five of power play time for the Bruins. They were 0 for 1 in this game. Sabres 0 
of three. Devin Levi gets the win. 29 shots, 28 saves. Taking the loss, Linus Allmark, 36 shots, 33 saves. He was definitely busy in this one. Your three stars, Thompson for Buffalo. He is star number three. He had what turned out to be the game-winning goal at 16.57 of the second. Brad Marchand, who had a goal for the Bruins, star number two. And Devin Levi in net, going back to Boston, uh, where he had his college days, playing very well there. He is star number one. And we'll give Devin Levi the electric Player of the Game honors tonight, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. The attendance tonight at TD Garden was 17,850. And Buffalo will come back home and start a two-game homestand. They'll be home for the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night, 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, we'll have pregame on our flagship on WGR starting at 6. And uh, then Arizona home on Monday evening at 7 before Buffalo goes out west next week to Colorado, Vegas, and Arizona. If you want to get on board, 803-0550 is the number. The Sabres' uh, four-game losing streak comes to an end in a place that probably I definitely would not have predicted for it to happen uh, in Boston. You heard everyone, all four players that were interviewed there with Paul, talk about playing a 60-minute game. And again, you know, as I said, to expect that that's going to happen every single night. Of course, you desire to have that. You wish for it to happen that way. Um, but realistically, we know these are human beings. You're playing back-to-back. There's injuries. Like just, But how can you not let it spiral into four-game losing streaks here and there? The Sabres, we know, have gotten off to awful starts this year. That has definitely been you know, right near the top. If you say, hey, you know, list the problems for the Sabres this season, I would say coming ready to play first-period results, first-period deficits, you know, right near the top of my list. Tonight, even though they didn't score in the first, they outshot him 19-5. to Here's Don Granato now live with Paul. Don, that had to be nice for you to see your team put in a full 60-minute effort the way they did and the way they played against coming in the best team in the National Hockey League. Always nice to win, Paul, so absolutely a good feeling. Good effort, good competitive effort. Did, it, did you get the sense your, your group just had a chip on its shoulder coming in to, to prove that that they are they are a good team and that they they can stand up and beat a team like this. Yeah, I mean you only prove that over time. So uh, tonight was a good competitive effort. Guys looked very engaged. They were communicating. What was the energy like on the bench? Uh, great energy, obviously. Uh, you know, they obviously um, not knowing Dolls was going today. That was a big change for them, and I thought they rallied. Having Eric in as uh, as a new player was was great and. They uh, did what they needed to. What is Dowling's status as far as moving forward now? It's uh, going to be day-to-day, and we'll find out more every day, so no, nothing definitive. What, did you, what do you think enabled your group to carry over that first period and, and play close, you know, as close to a full 60 minutes as you could probably hope for against a team like that? Uh, I think they play a little pissed off. That's good. Samuelson and Power really meshed well together. Is that something maybe you might keep together even when Rasmus gets back? You know, everything works when you compete like that, so they were good, and obviously many other guys were good, but I've said it before, when you compete, everything gets, lots of things uh, are resolved. How did you feel about Robinson's play? Robinson, I liked his play, direct, uh, used his size well, and I thought he was very good, very effective. How big is that moment? The break didn't go your way, but your team didn't care. I mean, they just seemed to, all right, that's fine. We'll just pick up where we left off. How big is that just to do that when the break doesn't go your way? Obviously, in this business, you have lots of adversity thrown on you, lots of challenges thrown on you, and you got to learn to deal with it and move on. And, um, you know, you got to move on quick, and obviously, when, when the puck's being dropped, and they did a nice job of that. What did you see from Devin tonight? Devin was very good. Again, I'll throw him right in the category, very competitive, and uh, talent comes out much better when you do that. So a lot of a lot of shot blocks. I mean, I mean, the last three minutes of the game, you guys are in your own zone. You can't get a line change. Would you? I mean, what does that just say about the group? What did it show? The way well, it, it obviously showed again. At what I've said over and over is when you compete and elevate, compete, you, you get that to that autopilot, and that was that was what happened. Devin said, even though it was only a weekend, he got a lot out of being in the American Hockey League. Is it just the chaos of the game that's played in the American Hockey League helped him a lot? Could you see that in his play? Uh, I did, and it's just virtue of his where he's at in his career. That's, everything's new. Uh, so every, every new experience is 
something a talented guy can add to him. And uh, that was a new experience. A couple games in the American League uh, shift and change. And when you have talent and you put him through those situations, you, you see that. Don Granato on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you. Sabres head coach Don Granato following the 3-1 to one victory. And with this win now, <clears throat> the Sabres get their 11th win of the season. Now, 11-14-2. We'll go through the full standings in just a few moments. All right, back to Boston. Let's get a final thought from Paul. Paul, I wanted that just one thought from you there on the power Samuelson connection there. I know you probably have heard me read the stats tonight, but the minutes, the block shots, the hits, power's offensive pass on the goal, like the two of them tonight, if you said, hey, what do they need to do to fill in for Darlene's absence, they pretty much accomplished it. I would keep them together, and you can. I, I, somebody said that Samuelson had nine block shots. I'll check with you in a second, but uh, yeah, the two of them I thought were fantastic together. I thought they really meshed well. And when Darlene's ready to come back, I would put him with Yoki Haru. I would not break those two up. I thought they were excellent together because both had struggled a little bit lately, and I, neither one struggled at all. They were really, really good in the minutes they played. And they played. even in that last. You know, when the goalie was pulled. I mean, Samuelson killed a lot of plays there. He blocked some shots. So did Power. Yes, Boston got a few chances. They're going to. They're the best team in the National Hockey League. They're going to come at you. But overall, I thought they defended very well in that uh, situation with the goaltender pulled. And uh, I don't think he, I don't think the coaches would have any complaints at all. Yeah, Samuelson, nine block shots, five hits in 26 minutes. Uh, Paul, you know, so many great things in this game. We'll talk more about it on pregame on Saturday because I know you have to go. But final thought here. Last year, New Year's Eve, the Sabres played one of their best games while they were struggling there in Boston and got that win. It kind of turned their season for the second half around. Does this have a meaning that maybe can springboard what a turnaround is here from what has not been a great start? I, I just don't know what to tell you. Their last two wins <laughs> are against the two best teams in the National Hockey League in their buildings. Five to one over the Rangers and three to one over the Bruins. How do you describe that? And then talk about the other games in between. I mean, those are their last two wins. So anyway, I mean, seriously, they can sh- they showed what they can do when they put their minds to it. And in both those games, they put their minds to it. And if they'll do more of that, they'll get on a winning streak. Yep. Okay, Paul, I know you got to go. Thank you for your work tonight. Great coverage as always, and we'll chat, chat more about this game and uh, get ready for Montreal on Saturday's pregame show. We'll see you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton in Boston where the Sabres pick up a 3-1 victory, and, yes, we will be on the air uh, on our flagship on WGR uh, or on the Odyssey app on Saturday at 6 o'clock down at KeyBank Center before the Sabres take on their next opponent, the Montreal Canadiens. At this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com, or you can head over to the Odyssey app. And for all of you staying with us on our flagship or joining us elsewhere, we appreciate you being with us here. More coming up on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. We'll get highlights, score some around the league, standings updates, more stats breakdown, your phone calls at 803-0550. So lots to come here. Final score in Boston, Sabres 3 Bruins 1. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Dunleavy on the call. Devin Levi, one of his 28 saves. It's our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back to the post game, Brian Colesiel with you. 3-1 Buffalo, a big win in TD Garden tonight in front of a sellout crowd. Montreal at home on Saturday. We'll let you know what the Canadians are up to a little bit later on. Uh, calls coming up, but we got to get in a few highlights here, and uh, we'll take you through the Sabre goals after a scoreless first period 
early in period two is where Buffalo scores first. 118 into the second. Dylan Cousins, a clean faceoff win right back to J.J. Paterka. Paterka was held without a shot in the last game against Detroit. Certainly the pace to his game here. Another quick shot scores right off the faceoff. J.J. Paterka breezes that one past Lena Solmark, and it is one to nothing. Paterka's 11th, one nothing Sabres. That was the score all the way until the late stages of period two. A beautiful setup from the former Bruin, Connor Clifton. He finds Tage Thompson for a one-time blast. Carlo playing it behind the Bruins goal. From the corner, Clifton's going to step up and take this one on the right side back. Sends it in front, scores! Tage Thompson rips it home. Welcome back, TNT, and it's 2-0 Buffalo. Thompson seventh with 3.03 to go in the second period, made a 2-1 Buffalo. The Bruins do respond to the next shift. Brad Marchand has the puck. Trying to send it toward the net. It hits Eric Johnson's leg and goes in. That was the only blemish on Devin Levi's night. Marshan's 12th of the year. 2-1 Buffalo was the score after two. We go to the third. Buffalo giving themselves some room to breathe. Owen Power sending away Victor Olofsson. Up top to Lorai. He winds and fires. Saved by Levi. Loose puck in front. It's up into the air. Glove down. Still free. Shot from the far circle by Geeky. Didn't get through. And Buffalo's got a two-on-one the other way on the counter. Eric Robinson coming in as the second man. They score! Victor Olofsson puts Buffalo up 3-1 with 8.44 to go in this third period. Olofsson with his fourth, 11-16 mark from Power, 3-1 Buffalo. That gave the Sabres the two-goal edge. And it's the play of the game tonight, the NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. Almost three minutes of empty net time for the Bruins, six on five. The Sabres handled it well, and uh, they hold on a 3-1 victory tonight in Boston. On a night where, again, the storyline, no Rasmus Dahlin, we found out about Less than an hour before the game. Sabres, of course, still playing without Alex Tuck, playing without Jordan Greenway, playing without Zemgus Gergensen, and there for the time being, number one goaltender, Uka Pekalukanen, out as well with an illness. So uh, a lengthy list of players out tonight, and the Sabres are able to respond against one of the league's best teams. That's your injury report. Brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys. Working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Scores and standings coming up. Let's grab some calls, though, here as we get our first response from the fans. Let's go to Jay first here on the postgame. Hi, Jay. You're on the air. Hey, Brian. How you doing tonight? Thanks for taking the call. So, sure. uh, two quick points. So, I I called the other day and said, you know, I still believe the talent is there for this team to be good. To me, it comes down to one thing. It's, you know, competing, as we've talking about. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with that. But, you know, playing with the compete and the passion it's like it's almost like they pick and choose when it's there. I, I don't know why that is. I just can't figure them out. I mean, what? They're two and eight in their last ten, and who would have thought the two wins are against the Rangers and the Bruins of all teams? You know. Um, then the yeah, that's what I just. Thing, uh, oh, go ahead, Jay. Finish off. Yeah, the, the second thing I had is is that um, I want to actually just talk about that Marshawn play. What is going on with the officials in these professional sports? I don't understand how that. That looked like a clear knee-on-knee hit by Marshawn. It should have been a five-minute major to me, or at the very least should have been reviewed. Then you have the Cousins play. That was obvious. Yeah, the Thompson one's a penalty, but so was the Cousins one. It's like these guys don't call it both ways. I mean, this is the NHL. This is not the WWE. you got to call it as it happens. What, what are these guys doing? Yeah, I sense your frustration. Thank you, Jay. I mean, I, you know, I didn't even think that the – the goal that was taken off, honestly, should have. I thought the puck was loose, and Oposo has the right to that puck and, you know, can put his stick at it and swipe at it. But the inconsistencies are just everything that we're always asking for. Like, if you're going to call it tight, okay, call it tight for both teams. If you're going to call it loose, call it loose for both teams. Let it at least be obvious to everyone that's watching, playing, and in the building that uh, you're consistent about it. And that's the thing that, you know, drives me bonkers is that the penalty that's called – um, that got Buffalo on the power play, well, then there should have been another penalty called. But because the Sabres were in a five-on-four, it wasn't called. Like, and, then, you know, I just, you know, that just happens. But think about it in the NFL. Let's say there's a holding penalty. 
which we know happens quite often. There's a there's holding going on, but let's just say there's a holding penalty. On the very next play, what are the odds that they're going to call a holding penalty? Probably much, much, much lower than the average play. Why? Well, because they just called a holding penalty. It's kind of the same thing there that five on four, you know, you're not going to get the same penalty than you would five on five. If I'm coaching offensive line in the NFL, I'm telling my guys, hey, the next play after a penalty, go ahead and be a little bit more aggressive because the chances of you of us getting flagged again is probably much, much, much lower. It shouldn't be. If it's a hold, it's a hold. But, you know, that's just how it goes. It's been happening in all sports, and, you know, I, I don't unfortunately see it uh, going away anytime soon. Thanks for the call, Jay. 3-1 Sabres win. Let's go to David next here on the postgame. Hi, David. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Brian, appreciate taking my call tonight, man. Um, sure. What a day What a day in sports, man. John Rahm goes to live, uh, probably forces the merger with live in the PGA Tour. We're actually rooting for the Patriots to win tonight as Bills fans. And uh, how about Tage Thompson, man, coming back? Um, a great game from him tonight. Levi was awesome. I don't know if you saw the uh, thing on ESPN with, uh, I think Emily Kaplan did it on Tage Thompson earlier in the week. I saw it on uh, – one of their NHL shows, they have uh, like a pregame show. I thought it was fantastic. It, it really got you really got to see what Tate Thompson is like, not only on the ice, but what he, what kind of person he is off the ice. Um, he just seems like he's an amazing human being, and, and you know, a person that uh, is going to do so much more beyond hockey when he's done. Um, you know, the personal struggles he's had, you know, with his wife and stuff, and just all the things he's been through, and. He's a guy that you want to root for, and I just love that he's he's a saber, and I just hope that you know this team can finally break the drought because it stinks to be you know have that have that stigma t- tied to you because a guy like him you know is playing his heart out, and and I feel like he's a great leader for this organization. Thank you, David. Well said on Tage Thompson. You know his as you mentioned, his wife struggles with cancer. She was a part of the hockey fights cancer night ceremony when it was at KeyBank Center. A few weeks ago, um, you know, I, I agree with you what you say about Thompson. There's a lot of leaders on this team, guys that are likable that you want to root for. You know, I'd put Cousins in that category. I'd put Thompson in that category, Darlene in that category. It seems as though they're, you know, a poso we already know for, for many reasons uh, beyond his career uh, that he's a guy that you want to root for. So I, I think Kevin Adams has done a good job of putting together character, high-character players, likable players. The question is... That doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to be a winning hockey team. And I think that's right now where we're at that crossroads. Like, are we going to get consistency in terms of what they are potentially able to do? We know potentially they're able to be great. Just like we just mentioned earlier, Paul said they've they've beaten three of the best teams in the NHL handily. Their three best games this year, shutting out Colorado, winning in MSG 5-1, dominating the Rangers. Tonight, a very solid performance in Boston. So we know what they're capable of. Is it good that they're high-character players and likable players? For sure. And Tage is, you know, what you said about Tage, I think, is right on. Um, does that mean that they're a winning hockey team? Well, you know, I, you'd like to think that the high-character stuff is going to be contagious in the room and get them to play hard for each other beyond the fact that they might want to do it for their coach, for their fans, you know, all that sort of stuff. Internally, you'd think when you have those kind of players that the ability to, to work hard together that that would come maybe even just a tad easier. But, you know, we know this year it has not. So uh, I hope that this, you know, this win, it's meaning. Like I said last year, that meaningful win on New Year's Eve, like it's it seemed to springboard them forward. They had a really good next few months. So uh, I'm not saying that this has to, that because they happened tonight, it doesn't mean that they have to springboard and play great. But, you know, maybe just connecting the dots, you hope to think, hey, you know, we can do this now and we just did it again in Boston like we did last year. David, thank you for the call. Yes, I'm also disappointed about John Rahm's decision, although turning away hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, I think that would be tough for any of us to do, just to go play the same sport in just a different league. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Money is just, wow. You know, it's running that go- the sport of golf right now, and for some people might say in the wrong direction, but thank you for your thoughts. Uh, let's take another call here before we take a next time out and go to Brian next. Hi, Brian, go ahead. You're on the postgame show. Yeah, I wanted to say um, Levi played great tonight, even with the goalie being sick, um, Tuck and all the other injuries. I do think Tuck is a true leader that we forget to mention when he went to the Stanley Cup Finals and then go back to Buffalo and do what he did a couple of seasons here. 
Also, I want to say this team has been playing great in front of um, Levi when he when he plays well. I saw him in saw the game in Rochester when he when he had the forty two shots against him in um, in the other league. But he he did great, man. He did great tonight. He bailed out the team. They they helped each other out. Then this is the way it should be. Yep. Thank you, Brian. He played great. You know he had a little extra inspiration with, he said he had 30 or so tickets he had to get for friends, some of them coming from Northeastern, his, you know, for friends and teammates. So um, playing in there, seeing the, the bean pot batter from his time at Northeastern, you know, he, he was pumped. And boy, did he look quick in the crease. And, you know, that's obviously what the Sabres are hoping to get from Devin Levi. Now it'll be curious when Lukanen comes back from this illness whether they'll send Levi back down to keep playing or if they'll keep him here. We know Eric Comrie in his last two starts has struggled. Now the team, not to give Comrie an excuse, but the team has been very bad in front of Comrie. So um, I'll be curious to see next week. The Sabres have four games in six days. So definitely Lucanen can't play all four of those. Will they want Levi to play or will they want Comrie to play? That'll obviously to be determined whether they keep two goalies or three on the active roster. 3-1 Buffalo is our score. Those were our first responses and our first callers. It's our Surf Pro first response from the fans. Surf Pro of Central of Buff, Central Buffalo's team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Time out here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. When we come back, NHL scores. We'll update you on the standings. The Sabres won, so how far did they move up, if at all? We'll update you on that. And a preview of the Canadians game. That's all coming up next here. Sabres win in Boston, 3-1. More Upstate Honda Dealers postgame right after this timeout. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Welcome back. Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Thanks for listening. Sabres victorious, 3-1. A little feel-good morning moment here on what has been a rough couple of weeks in Buffalo sports with the Bills and the Sabres. Um, maybe a, a start of a trend in the right direction for the Sabres tonight. Um, one more time here, just how good of a night Power and Samuelson have. Samuelson, though, real physical. Five hits, nine block shots. I mean, that's 14 instances right there where he changes the game just because he wants to use his body. So, you know, kudos to him for doing that. He actually got the saber that, the, you know, the team gives out after wins in the locker room tonight. So uh, well-deserved. Those five hits, by the way, will make those our Clinton collision hits of the game. Clinton collision. We are there when you need a repair. 3-1 Buffalo. Did they move up in the standings? Well, I got to get you the scores first. So let's go ahead and do the scores as they are brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. All right, finals from around the league. How about the San Jose Sharks? After what? They were like 0-10-1? They got eight wins now. They and win in Detroit. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're wearing those those teal lids on the yeah. uh, with the white on jerseys. Fire with I them. love that. I think that looks great. Can the Sabres wear their blue when they wear the white jerseys? I would white love jerseys? that. I think I'd like to see terrific. it. Yes. Sharks in overtime. They, they, they take a point from the Red Wings, which I guess, you know, helps the Sabres in some sense. 6-5 OT victory. Here's another game where the Sabres got help on the out-of-town scoreboard. The Kings beat the Canadians 4-0. Montreal will be here on Saturday at Keybank Center. Another game where the Sabres get help. Montreal beating Ottawa 4-3. That's a regulation win. So no points for the Canadians, no points for the Senators, only one for the Wings. The next game probably didn't go their way. Islanders beat the Blue Jackets 7-3. All right, games that are going on right now. Under four to go in the third. Stars and Capitals tied at four. Here's another game where the Sabres are getting help. Nashville leading Tampa Bay 5-1 to one with under six to play in the third period. Chicago up one to nothing on Anaheim. That one is through two periods of play. Other games, halfway through the second in Arizona. Flyers with a 3-1 lead on the Coyotes. Carolina's up two to nothing in Calgary. They are at the midway point of period two. Winnipeg up 3-1 in Colorado, late second period. Scoreless, a few minutes into the game in Vancouver between the Wild and the Canucks. And at 10.30 tonight, it's the Devils and the Kraken from Seattle. 
All right, let's go to Thursday night football right now. Are the Bills getting help out of the out-of-town scoreboard? The answer is yes, as of this moment. New England beating Pittsburgh 21-10. They are just about to start the fourth quarter of play. Bailey Zappi. You have him in your fantasy league? You don't. He's got three touchdowns. One to Ezekiel Elliott, two to Hunter Henry. The Pittsburgh touchdown is Trubisky to Deontay Johnson. So they're starting the fourth in Pittsburgh. Patriots up 21 to 10. If the Bills could get some help there, that would push the Steelers back to 7 and 6. And then a Bills win on Sunday would put them into a tie with the Steelers in the standings. That music has me fired up, TJ. I love it, right? CBS, NFL? Yeah. That's right. That's good stuff right there. Yep, good stuff. Another huge CBS national TV game for the Bills on Sunday. When's the last time, TJ, they just played like this random game at 1 o'clock against kind of an uninspiring opponent where the nation, where most of the nation wasn't watching? Like, I feel like, it like every, week five? Yeah, it's been forever, right? They're playing in London. They're playing Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, 425 national game, 425 national game, like just... Man, every game. I mean, they are—they have been in the spotlight for uh, a while here. We're going to get another one here. And then what? Next week's the Fox Big 425 game, Dallas at Buffalo. Yep. So we'll have another one there. Then you have the Saturday against the, the, uh, the Chargers, uh, right? That's the, that's the Peacock NBC game that's going to be national TV yep. the day before Christmas Eve. Then the Patriots game. Maybe there. I think that's your next 1 o'clock yes. game right there. Just kind of that. Ho-hum one o'clock game where it's not like everyone's going to be watching that game. You're right. And then the Bills Miami week 18 will probably, if, if the Bills are playing for a playoff spot or if they're playing for the division title, who knows? That could be like Sunday night football or something like that. It'll, you be, know? it'll be that or some sort of four o'clock game yeah. where the, they always work the schedule where they, uh, you know, all the, the pivotal the games that ones matter right together in those late slots. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to this Chiefs game. I don't know why. It's probably setting myself up for pain to watch this game. But uh, the Chiefs offense has looked lackluster. But the Chiefs defense is much better than normal. So we'll see. Obviously, a lot of Bills news today uh, with uh, the article on Sean McDermott from Tyler Dunn. So uh, I won't uh, spare you any of my thoughts on that since uh, I'm here to talk Sabres. But I'm sure all of our uh, friends and colleagues will be talking about it a lot more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. with Joe and Jeremy. Let's go to the NHL standings next. Brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. All right, with the win, Buffalo picks up their 11th of the season, 11-14 into 24 points. Still, though, a lot of work to do. They are five points back of the team that are holding the final wildcard spot right now. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning. And as we always mention, it might not even be that number of points. It's the number of teams. Montreal is right in front of you with 25, as is Pittsburgh, as is New Jersey. The, excuse me, the Capitals have 26, and the Flyers with 28 before you get to that Tampa team. However, as they say, right, one at a time, well, you can pass Montreal on Saturday if you want. You win in regulation, you would move a point ahead of the Canadiens. So they'll have their opportunity, uh, both Buffalo and Montreal, uh, coming into that game uh, off of just playing tonight. So the Canadians will come in off of a loss. They uh, got shut out tonight. And then the Sabres, obviously, that big win in Boston. So we will have coverage starting for you on Saturday here on WGR. 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff. I'll have the pregame. Paul will be with me as well. Uh, obviously, our normal pregame fun. And then Dan and Rob with the call just after 7 o'clock. So if you're coming down to the game, hope you can tune into pregame on your way down. Otherwise, uh, tune in anyway. Regardless, that music means we're done. Thanks for listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. TJ Luckman was our network producer tonight. Kyle Powell on our social media. Paul Hamilton, our reporter in Boston. Chopin the Bulldog on the pregame. Tom Maddy is our engineer. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. The final again, Sabres 3, Bruins 1. We'll talk to you Saturday from downtown Buffalo with Montreal in town right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone.
has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 